0: Good evening, welcome to the latest edition of the 12 Man podcast. Um, i trying to shine a bit of positivity this week. Um, JD's already hit the line, brilliant. Um, good start. Um, so you got me, Steve Jackson, I'm in the main chair. Um, I'll talk you through this week's shenanigans. I've got Mr. John Donovan with me. Evening, JD.
1: Evening, um, yeah, you, you struggled a bit there, Steve, with your uh, with, with your stuttering. So hopefully, that's the first and last tonight I didn't realise I stutter well I do stutter to be fair but um, <clears throat> uh, it wasn't you it was your connection at the end
2: did everybody else hear me alright no you were stuttering for me as well but so was John there mm. oh it might be you
1: then right
2: I've got, I've got, I've got
0: John Cutler with us as usual evening John
2: evening gents how are we doing we're
0: doing good and he may be getting replaced as this um uh, Newcastle's finest, um well Wall's End's finest, Mr. Steve Dixon's back with us. Good hey, evening, Steve.
3: Good evening boys. Pleasure to be back.
0: And I'm still Wall's End's finest. <laughs> For now. Um so obviously if you, well, what we're gonna talk about let's oh, have a chat. We'll um we'll chat Blackburn. Uh yeah, I don't want to chat Blackburn, but we're gonna to have to try and put some sort of positive outlook on it. Uh we'll have a chat about that. We chat about the uh, managerial situation. Looks like we're quite close to something. Um, we'll talk, try and put a bit of positive outlook. I've uh, I put a question out about you know what's your positive outlook at the moment. So I got a few replies read out, and then we'll chat the two big games coming up. Obviously, we've got Wigan tomorrow night, and oh, just feel at home. So two massive, massive games. Um, so yeah. It's going to be. It's, it's an interesting week coming up again. Sick like of like saying that now. Um, so yeah, let's get the cracking. Before I start, are we all alright? All good.
1: Yep. All, all good, good.
0: Thank Steve. you. Lots of thumbs up. That's that's good. Positive. Keep positive. Here we go. Here comes the negative. Right. Blackburn. JD. Two o'clock came. Team came out. He dropped Jones again. I mean, when you saw the team, I mean, I, I looked at the team and I thought, oh, Jesus. Uh, it didn't look a 3-5-2 for me, though. I don't know
1: if it, it read the same for you. Yeah, with um, with, with, with Jones out, I thought it might have been 4-4, four, four, yeah.
0: So, uh, what did you make of the... Because the, obviously, there's, was it three or four changes that Leo made um on Saturday? What did you make of the changes?
1: Uh well well I looked up top and I saw no Mooniz and and I wasn't I, I didn't know of any reason why he, he wouldn't be included uh, at the time. Um I don't like to see too many changes all the time to be honest. Um it's not not just for changing sake. Uh I, I understand if, if players are beginning to look a little bit uh Leggy or the are they're um they're out of form or low on confidence, which is I think basically all that was at the moment. Um, I, I don't like to see so many changes. That's all.
0: Yeah, the, the changes weren't great for me. Um, Steve, I'll come to you. I don't. You, you went in the game Saturday, were you? Um. I was to...
3: supposed to be but unfortunately I went down with COVID so you had the
0: big C didn't you um, I had COVID, that, yeah.
3: that
0: people. what did you think of the team
3: I've got to be honest I'm, I'm a little bit like what JD's saying I don't like to see too many changes um, funny enough I was listening to uh, Talk Sport today and Tim Sherwood was on and he was on about Stephen Gerrard at Aston Villa and he he, he he says you know he should pick his strongest 11 and give it five or six games and just stick with it whether they win, lose or draw and see how it gets on for him rather than chopping and changing. And I, I agree with that philosophy. I think, you know, as a manager, you pick your best 11 and you've got to give it a chance. You know, if, if, if you lose the first game with what your, what your perceived best 11 is, you've got to show sort of, you know, strength of character and stick with it and uh, hopefully it'll come good for you. And I, I think you should get a few games Whereas Middlesbrough now, we keep chopping and changing week to week. It's almost like we're panicking, we don't know what to do. Uh, I'm getting fed up with this um, routine of we don't seem to be able to play Isaiah Jones and, and Giles in and the same team. One comes in, one goes out, one comes back in, the other one goes back out. start of the season, everybody was talking about Middlesbrough's strength. It was Giles and Jones on the left and right, and all teams are going to fear Middlesbrough. Having the two best wing backs in the league and creativity and assists, and suddenly now we're frightened to death to play them in the same team. For some reason, not a fan of that whatsoever. Um I've got to be honest, and this, you know, no disrespect to the young lad, because I'm, it's a little bit controversial what I'm going to say. I don't get the hype over here in Hackney. I don't think he's quite up to it at the moment. I'm not saying he's not going to be in the future, but. I thought he, when he played against Birmingham he got bullied in the midfield lost the ball quite a bit he's comfortable on the ball he can pick a pass but for me he's not any upgrade on what we've got um he wouldn't be in my starting 11 at the moment um I would have McGree in the team ahead of him even though he hasn't pulled up trees just because of his experience and he can you know McGree can pop up with a goal or or an assist um and like JD said up front Muniz He's got to be playing Moniz. He's got to be playing Akpom at the moment. Um, what more for me? He's an impact player off the bench. Um, can't give you 90 minutes. So, as soon as I seen the team, I was worried again. And I'm sick of seeing that over the last few weeks on these podcasts. When I see the starting 11, I'm worried before the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did, I did actually fear the worst.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty, you know, running theme between us all. I think everybody looks at that team now and thinks, oh, Jesus, you know, it's not it's not our strongest team. I, it, I wouldn't say that was our weakest team, but, you know, there's there's definitely improvements that we've made in it. Um, John, years, what did you think of the starting line Well, I
2: know, this, I know the first half was pretty bad on Saturday, but we did start the unease on Saturday, didn't we? I need a check now. <laughs> it's just it's it's making me down myself because John said we didn't start Menez and Steve was insinuating like he should be starting. He did start. Sorry, he?
3: I, sorry, it was the other way around. He, he dropped Akpom, didn't he? Oh, was that that's right, was that's yeah. right. Uh, sorry. Regarding the I starting eleven,
2: looking. regarding the starting eleven, I'd like to see us start the same players, but the performances have been that bad that you can't you can't really start the same eleven. So. I know Hackney, like like Steve said, he he does get bullied a little bit off the ball, but I think he gives us legs, and the other mid, the other central midfielders don't do that. So, so I don't mind so much him starting. And it's an away game tomorrow. I'm not sure we to start tomorrow, but I'd like to see him start at home, Oudersfield on Saturday. I just think he gives us something a little bit different. But I do agree with Steve. I'd be starting McGree um, as well.
1: Yeah, listen, I I apologize. My mistake there about Nunes and. Um, I was I, I was going on with um no doubt you lads got the same. I think um the text that comes that most people come out come out with, you know, with the team or the supposed team, it had Moonies missing. Um, that's right, and, that's and,
3: right,
1: yeah. Yeah. And um and, and that that's what was in my mind about it. So but you you're dead right, of course. <laughs> but um Achpom and Moonies would be my starting point together.
3: It's got to be, John. They're the two best strikers at the club. They're the only two that can play in 90 minutes. They're, they're, they're the only two that are actual centre-forwards. Watmore's not the centre-forward. He's a wide player. He's an old outside, left, outside, right player. He's not a centre-forward. You've got to play your two centre-forwards and we're best centre-forwards at the moment, whether you rate them or not, are and Muniz. And I think they do complement each other reasonably well if they've got the right type of service, which obviously they don't.
2: I think I think very soon, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I think the next manager might play with the three up top that we've seen quite a bit last season. It'll be Mooneys and two others playing wide of him.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we'll go on there because the, the, we know the guy, he's mentioned he does use two formations. It's either 4 2 three, one, or it's 4 three, 3 With the two three one was the wide place support for the striker. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I, I'm with you boys. Um you know <clears throat> we should have started I, I thought for me you should have started moon' and Munez up front. I thought Leo's first game obviously was against Birmingham. I thought Akpom and Mooniz worked quite well together. I thought their partnership worked, you know, they, they complemented each other quite well. Um obviously I know it's not you know it's, you know results haven't gone our way since. I get that. But I just felt that, that that's our two best strikers at the club at the moment. I know we, we're, we're screaming out to see Poppy. we scream out to see Force, see what they can bring. But I just feel that our two best strikers right now are at Po and Moon uh, one missing, you know, plus Jones missing as well, which I thought was a, bit of a strange decision. Um I just I just felt it weakened us quite quickly. And then obviously the game starts and it's not the problems up front that we, you know, that we've just mentioned there. It's, you know, if you if you watch that second goal at Millwall, it's a carbon copy, except it's like the other way around. You know, I mean, the, the you know, it's not the it's not the boy at the back post putting the ball in. It's the boy at the front post putting putting the ball in. It was amateur at best,
1: to be honest. was a shocking start, wasn't it? You know, I mean, we were um. We just give it ourselves far too much to do. Um, it it just it knocks the strength out of the crowd. Um, the players are on the back foot. They're already low on confidence, uh, and yeah, we we just we we give ourselves a, a mountain to climb all the time. And I would I would love I, I would love when um, when we go to Wigan just to get a clean sheet. Do you know what, even if it's nil-nil, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy, but let's get a bit of confidence in that midfield and defence and keep a clean sheet.
3: John, just 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 to just counteract that, um, do, do, do you not think sometimes when you're not defending very well and you're conceding cheap goals from set pieces and corners and the defence looks jittery, do you not think sometimes the best form of defence is attack? Then maybe you should think, well, you know what, we're conceding silly goals, why don't we give the opposition something to think about? Because... On Saturday, when they switched to the back four and actually went for it the last half an hour, was it, they switched it, and they had Jones and Giles on the pitch and we got at them. And we could have, you know, not that we deserved it, but we could have quite easily got an equaliser or something out that game. Do you not think maybe teams teams have sort of are expecting Middlesbrough to turn up now and sit back and try and not, not concede? Would, would, would you not fancy Middlesbrough to go to Wigan and, and, and have Giles and Jones in the team it, 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 it go and go and have a go from the start it, because you've just said about the fans. There it puts the fans on on a down now because we we'll keep conceding early goals. We we'll keep conceding the first goal. I think it's eight or nine times this season we've conceded the first goal in the game. And even though in the championship, come once you once you concede the first goal, you're already thinking, "Come we get a draw here at the way we're playing at the moment." I, I think it might just be refreshing to go back to what we were good at last season and switch to a four-three-three. And, and, yeah, and just I mean, have a good teams,
1: you know? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't advocating just go for the draw. I wasn't advocating that. what, what I was trying to say. I would be happy not to concede. I, that yeah. doesn't mean yeah. to say I don't want us to go for the win. But I just... I don't want us to, to concede early or, or or at crucial time just before half-time. And so it puts us on the back foot and knocks the stuffing out of the crowd. What I'm saying is... Um, if we can keep a clean sheet then brilliant it means we don't get beat and you know what it's all about picking points up at the minute Yeah. yeah. but I'm like you I want us to go out a bit like when um, Wilder first came but, but where we had an, an attack an intention and, and, and we we frightened our opponents whether home or away um, that's what I mean we, we, we seem to have lost but, that we seem to have lost that but, and I just yeah, think but, push, push the opposition back
3: Get, go to a back four, go to a three up top, and push that position back. And I think that might give us more opportunity to keep the clean sheet that we're after, and be a, be a bit better defensively to push them back. I think we're inviting a lot of pressure at the moment, and when we haven't, if we're not, if we are playing a back five, and Jones or Giles is missing, all you've got to do is double up on one or the other, and you're tack, attacking intent's gone.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But the the the, the thing is, um. In my opinion, at the moment, what we're lacking is—I said it on Saturday in the stands, but I won't use the exact words I said. We just need some some nasty that nastiness in the midfield. Um, we're picking up loads of loads of soft yellow cards. I'd rather have a yellow card for one of our players wiping another one out, going through them, showing showing the fans that there, there is really that desire to win this game. And I want to see our players scrap, scrap like hell, and if it means picking up cards for for you know being nasty, being like nose to nose with players, then fine. I want that. I want the fight. I really do want the fight, which has been a little bit of a pushover at the moment, especially in midfield, and we're too soft. Do you think
3: totally agree? Bit,
0: um, do you think that's a bit surprising? Um, Jay, that, you know that we haven't got that bit in eagle about us, considering the. The backroom staff we've got. I mean, you know, you've got Leo, who, who loves a scrap. Let's face it. Catmull was a tough tackling defender uh, midfielder. Sorry, you know, is, is it surprising that you know it hasn't, they hasn't passed that on to the players to be a bit tougher in that midfield?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does surprise me. You know, I, I see other players, um, other teams' players coming here, and um, I, I see them. You know, not frightened to, to leave a foot in, not frightened to um, body check, you know. Do 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 the nasty work when you haven't got the ball, you know. Um, because the, the intent is there for them to win for their team. I want our players who, at the moment, um, are not showing me that. At the, I, I don't see it. I, I want our players to, to go out there with, with our badge on their shirt and fight like hell for it. And I don't see that at the minute. I, I, I really do want to see it. I I agree with you. I,
2: that's what I want to see. But I'm not sure we have in this squad, uh, going back to when our first started, uh, Gary Hamilton, a uh, grand led You know, I don't really see a midfielder in our squad that's going to go out and go through them, go through an opposition player. As much as I'd like to see it, I just don't see players there being capable of doing it.
3: Yeah, what I would say to that, that is when Alex Motes came here for, for uh, Barnsley, I've seen Alex Motes put himself about for Barnsley. I've seen uh, Crooks come here for Rotherham and put himself about no. against us. So it, it's it, I think it's a problem at the club. We, we, you know, we seem to be too nice. Um, we seem to accept things far too easily. Um, when we concede goals, you don't see players having to go at themselves. They just seem to turn around. Accept it and walk back to the halfway line. I want to see players calling each other out, pointing the finger, jinging each other up. I don't see any of that. It's 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 really worrying that side of it for me. Is it a problem that we've got too many loan players and they know that whatever happens, are just going to off the go again? Um, but we we'll really need to start seeing some fight, like John says, because mm-hmm. that's the bare minimum we expect the to supporters. Totally agree. Yeah,
2: oh, no, you're absolutely
0: spot on. I mean. The only, the only time I really saw that on Saturday, um, there was a few that came together. Um, might have been after the second goal. I think I saw Dale Fry having a chat with Lenahan and uh, Johnny Housen. It was like, a, like, a, like, a, like a little, I suppose, inquest going on. And it was just a lot of head shaking. And I thought, if you go back six, seven years ago and, you know, we had, like like you said there, John, you know, a grand leg being in that midfield, I didn't even go as far as saying Adam Clay because Mm-hmm. You know, Clayton got was it, 10, 15 buckets a season. He loved the tackle. He wasn't shy. They got hold of the team and said, you know, what what what's going on? Cut this shit out and, you know, and get stuck in. You know, we can't let this carry on. But it just looked like it looked like three Churchill statues, all, all just like moving the red at each other. And I thought, well, that's not think- like the kind of like inquest that, that really puts a bit of, you know, Positivity
2: about you. In, well, if they don't know what we're doing, what the hell are we doing? I mean, let's, yeah. let's, you you can blame the midfield, you can blame the defenders, but the gap they they were getting in, they were getting in the gap between our defenders, the three centre halves, and our midfield, and it seemed like they had all the time in the world on a ball. So, so to me, when once they scored the second, and that was still happening, I'd have hauled one of the centre halves off and went straight straight away. to a back four. Really.
0: JJ,
1: what do you say? Yeah, I'll, 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 going back onto attitude and 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 putting your sort of like uh, yourself on the line, your body on the line. I mean, you, you just look at Millwall and that, that um the, the the first goal from the free kick, where two players, Magree and Akpom, I think it was, like sort turned away from from the ball as the guy took the free kick. You know that to me that's, that yeah, that that that's that should be yellow card. <laughs> you know, if I was a referee, as a but I'd give them a yellow card and see your shows. I, I, I wouldn't put up with that. Um, I, I want, I want to see my players sort of stand up and 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 fight really hard and 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 just give everything, everything for for the club. Um, and it's lacking at the moment, in my opinion. I agree. I agree with that. I've said.
2: Numerous occasions, I can take defeat as long as the attitude's there. And it took a lot for me last week to actually say that the players were gutless and spineless. But you've got to say what you see. And for this season, sadly, I think the bulk of it, the players have got a lot to answer for because they haven't put in what they're getting paid to do. Well, the
1: what thing is, they? you look at our squad. It's a good squad. You know, the players... The, the, we're where we are in the league deservedly. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not getting away from the fact that our performance has been poor. But really, with the quality of players at our disposal, we shouldn't be down there. But we are, and we've got to change that. So I, I, we, I agree, and we've got to change
2: it quickly. I agree with that. The only thing that's been worse than the performances on the pitch has been the attitude of the players, and I can That's one thing I can't accept.
0: Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, I was you know, this. as I, I, I put a tweet out Saturday night, you know, every single one of them needs to look at themselves, to be quite honest. All the way through the club, you know, every every step on the hierarchy, from the players all the way up to every step's made a mistake during this. You know, no one's getting away scot-free with this. It's it's you know, it's it's been a real shit show for the past what, four or five weeks. Was, and, that
2: on, was that a play on words?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Be honest. But um, you know, it's it's really it's really annoyed me how 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 far we've fallen and how we've laid slides, and it's just been really been really poor. Cool. I mean, I, you know, the second goal on Saturday, yeah, the the, the punt up top really annoyed me, but there's nothing you can do about that finish. You know, it was, it, you know, Gallego hit it with twenty-five yards, and it flew in. You know what I
2: mean? Stayed, stayed all day. There was nobody in his face. Mm. Why not? I mean, that's
0: as I say, that's the only bit there, now you on know, the ball. The ball up through that, but say, the finish, hell of a finish.
2: You've got to get near players, man, and we haven't been doing it for weeks. You've got to get near them.
0: Mm. But it's it. Yeah. But then, and then you're looking, I've seen, you know, I know about I know the goal. I know, I know you mentioned him all the time, John, about Duncan Watmore. You know, he's not the, you know, I think we mentioned it on Sunday night you know, when, we, when we and you were chatting. He's not the best quality wise, you know, but he works his balls off and, you know, he did exactly for that, for that goal, didn't he?
2: He's No, he did. He's probably, he's probably the only player this season that has given exactly what he gave last season. And with Duncan, we've all talked about his flaws in the past. Do you fancy him to finish one on ones? No, you don't. I t- but I'll tell you what, you do get a thing. She was my friend. He works his bollocks off every single game. And I wish some of the other players would take a leaf out of his book because we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are now if they did.
0: I was expecting a worse word than bollocks there.
2: No, that's as bad as I'm going to say. <laughs> on you know what <laughs> I me thought- mouth off,
0: but you know, what I mean? I yeah, I know it
1: was French. Say <laughs> again, John. I didn't know it was French. Labolix then,
2: (laughs) or do he does though? We we all know what we get off Duncan. and his attitude can never be questioned. Parts, other parts of his game can be, but his attitude can't be. And like I say, if the if I would say every other player in that squad, outfield players, could take a leaf out of his book.
0: Well, you're right. Um it was, it was a good finish as well. Um, you know, it was, it was slotted away nicely, he put a decent ball through. Is it Johnny Austin that put the ball through to him? Um they mm-hmm. say he kept kept on the side really well and, and put the ball away. But I'll come up to the second half now. There was a there was a few things in the second half I didn't agree with. Um I mean, firstly I agree with the change of formation, going 4-3-3 three, three, and basically saying get out there and have a go. You know the, you know, them changes Leo made were, were good. But some of the substitutions he made, I thought were a bit strange. I don't know if anyone wants to counteract that.
2: Which ones, then, Steve?
0: I thought taking bringing Ball on for, for Giles, I thought that was a really weird one. Really weird. Because for, for me, you know, you've, if you're going to have three up front, you could put the, the two wider players of the three they could probably get themselves into the box. You still had you know you still had your taller players on the pitch. You know, and Jones was on the pitch as well. Mm. Get the ball in the box as quick as possible. That's something that baller lacks a little mm. bit at times for me. And I feel Giles is a bit quicker to to find that ball in. I just thought it was a bit of a weird substitution for me.
3: I I don't think he was happy coming off Giles either, was he? His oh, body language wasn't great coming off. He didn't seem happy to come off him Like I said earlier, there's something not right for me because they they keep switching. Jones comes on, Giles goes off, vice versa. And I don't get it because that should be our real strong point of the the team. And it's a a huge shift uh, from the start of the season when Chris Wilder was waxing lyrical about how good these two were going to be for it. Now they can't get in the team together. It's really, really strange and puzzling. I thought well, when Leo took over, I thought Leo, the first thing he would have done was address that. But he seems to be going along with it.
1: That's it. I mean, have you two, have you two most sort of uh, dangerous players on the pitch and give the opposition lots to think about. Mm. But then to take one of them off, it just means, okay, then Giles has gone. We'll just double up on Jones and it, it, it nullifies that threat. So, so really taking one off, you're killing, you're killing both your outlets, aren't you? We well, yeah. are. I, I agree. I, I mean, we alluded to it uh,
2: where we did a possible team sheet and Muniz wasn't in that. I wonder if one of the reasons he came off for an hour, I wonder if he'd had like a bit of a bug or something that made him a doubt for the game because I wouldn't have took him off either if we're chasing the game, yeah. to be honest. That's the that's that's substitution I thought was a bit
0: weird. I mean, Fair enough. Bring the two strikers on that we did. You know, you do that. Like, you know, you two one down. You have got to get bodies up the, the top end of the pitch at the start. I agree with taking what more off because I thought when he got towards like the hour stage, he looked.
2: Yeah.
0: I wouldn't say he looked knackered, but he, you know, he, he always gets to that stage where he starts to slow down a little bit, and he's noise he's not as sharp as he is at the beginning of the game, which you know, he, you know, we've, we've got used to, and that's what it is. But I just started taking Moonies off as well. I thought if you just kept Moonies on. You know, there's your three straight away you know what i mean up top your three main strikers and, and and you know get the ball in the box as quick as possible it's just then when you, when you brought on bowler to for jars i thought that was a bit of a it's just a bit of a weird a bit of a weird swap you know i i i, I didn't i didn't get it i didn't get it what
3: what, what was the three of you's take on um the chance by Akpom? i um, two yards out oh. because I've, I've seen the debate on social media with some people saying it was a great save some people saying he was unlucky some people saying there was nothing else he could do what was your take you three on it?
1: Well he should have I scored think... that One you thing know, I wouldn't... I think I, I think he gave the, the keeper the chance to make the save and it was a great reaction but he should have scored you know from that distance uh, with 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 the amount of time he had, yeah, he just scored.
3: Totally agree. I, 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 my take was I agree with you, John. It was a good save, but you should have put his laces through the ball and put put the ball smashed into the back of the net with the goalkeeper. You know, yeah, it, it's it, it was a, it was a shocking miss for me, to be honest.
2: Well, I know you said there that you'd seen a few people were saying it was unlucky. That is not one word that was in my vocabulary when he missed it from the back of the north <laughs> stand. I can tell you that. Now. <laughs> but, was it French, John? It was. It might have been construed as being French, yeah.
3: I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't
2: hear me from all End, To be honest, let's be honest. Let's be honest, lads. We've all had doubt about Akpam. I know he started the season okay, but uh, he's, he's not. He's not. He's good enough for us right now, but he's not good enough. And that's what we're going to get off him. He's he should be, he should have buried it. He, there's no ifs or buts about it. You've got to score them as a striker. You've got to. No, you're, yeah.
0: you're absolutely right. I mean, one thing I've I've had him yeah. I mean, I was I, I was there for Canu's miss all them years ago.
3: Yeah,
0: I thought Acorns was worse, and that's not. You know, I'm not exaggerating. I thought Acorns was worse. All I had to do, you're taught as a is a strike? I mean, I'm not saying I'm a pretty strike or anything like. If, if you know, if there's something in your eye line, aim a bit higher, go for the top of the net. It just gives me an easy chance to just stick a hand to it. You know, I just thought it was piss poor. I thought oh, it lacked conviction. I was it was. It
3: was a. It was a finish that lacked conviction and lacked belief. Um, lack confidence for me. Um, I think a confidence strike. I just all he's that into the roof of the net and that's the end of it, you know. Can you imagine Bernie Slavin missing that? Because I can't.
2: Does it just sum up our season so far then, that? An yeah. absolute ditter and he's miss- and he's not scored. Yeah, they, like you've already said, lads, the keeper did do well, he made a good sit. He shouldn't have been anywhere near that ball, the keeper. Shouldn't have been anywhere near it. Well,
0: as soon as he bounced off the post, you think, right, that's the, that's the keeper out of it because his, his back's turned to play. The ball's come to that, paw. I'd even go as far as saying you put Moon this he stars.
2: You put any of us for there we score.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean. And that that that's one of the subs. You know what I mean. That was one of the subs that, that, that they all made. Um, it's, it was it's just like like you said. It just summed up our season. If you wanted to see our season in five seconds, there it was.
2: Listen, we
0: the can't sit here And, and, and hit the, part of the post and then the people saved it. And then hit at and going out for a goal kick.
2: We can't sit here and sugarcoat things. We say we, we say what we see. And, and and that's we're just being honest. We're not particularly picking players out and having a go at them. That could have been anyone and would have been saying exactly the same. I'm
0: going
1: yeah. i nick- nick- you Roy Walker. Yeah, it it no, it's it's it, it's right though. That where the ball was. Where the keeper was, it should have been in, in, in the net bef- back into the back of the net before the keeper got back up uh, and and was able to make the save. The, the, the goal, the, it it was a up by anybody's standards. Anyway,
0: um, it, was, it, it was it was it was and it was just as I say, just some dull scenes. Not be funny to see five
2: seconds out. Um, it's just listen. I think. If if we're going to try and be positive about it, I think there was two positives from Saturday. One, the first half performance of Zach Stefan was absolutely outstanding. It could have been four or five, one at half time. Some of them, that save from the header was absolute world class. Superb. He's had a lot of sticks, so I think it'd be wrong of us if we didn't mention him. And the other positive is, I think we might have stumbled on playing a back four in that second half. Let's hope that's how it continues.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd say, like you said, Daniel, Stefan's made a couple of mistakes this season. You say the, the glaring ones you look at are obviously the, the QDR game, the first away game, you know, that, that drop ball and, and being bullied, um, that first away game. You know, it bit been awake, a bit of like a rude awakening for him. And, uh, that's, you know, he hasn't quite lived up to what he thought he might be. But Saturday, some of this, even the one-on-one series where he came out, closed the man down and made the save, you know, yeah. Top saves then. Top, top saves. And you know, like I mean, Steve mentioned it before um we came on. He had the to a Darren Randolph about him. That's what Darren Randolph used to do when Gary Munt first started, and we were staying games and all of a sudden getting like getting points from games that we didn't quite deserve or nicking three two wins. That's what Randolph used to do. He used to he used to make saves like that. And it, I just thought his his performance was absolutely superb.
2: It was outstanding.
3: Well, as the, as the founder member of the of the uh, Zach Steppen fan club, as you know, boys, I was pleased to see it because I know he's got qualities and I think he's been a little bit unlucky with injury. And I think, as I said earlier on, before I come on air, uh, he's been a bit unlucky with the chopping and changing of the defenders in front of him. So he hasn't had that sort of um, understanding, shall I say, with his back, back three or back five. And it takes time when you come back from injury. And he's, he's playing in difficult circumstances where people in front of him are making making really poor mistakes and really poor judgments, And it doesn't always uh, look, look good on the goalkeeper when the ball's going in the back of the net. But he's a quality goalkeeper. Like I said earlier on, he'll prove by the end of the season that he's the best goalkeeper in the division. And I'll still stand by that. He's getting better by the week. His fitness is getting better. He's becoming sharper. And he's making some top, top saves. And as I say, by the end of the season, You'll be the best in the
2: division. I knew there was a reason we had you, on, Steve. I was talking. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to bring some positivity to the pod.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, no you're absolutely right. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was his best performance of the season, and you can see he's getting better and better. You know, his confidence is growing, and he's, uh, he's a little more comfortable as well at the back. So, you know, long no way to continue. When you say, you know, you know, let's say, see how he does under the the supposed new manager, which I'll come into in a minute, but um, I, I'd usually ask you all your man the match. But are we all unanimous in saying that Stefan was our man in the match? Uh,
2: yeah. Long way, long way for me, yeah, yeah, Except, uh, yeah,
0: that was easy. Save me asking all, all three of you, um, yeah, easy peasy. Um, I gave him a little trophy, but I can't, um, so you know, well done, tack Stefan, um, right. Manager manager update. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we're Sky sports. It's looking like it's ever increasingly likely that fellow Walls End um lad, Michael Carrick, looks like he is gonna be finally taking the job. You know, I know we spoke this time last week and it was uh, you know, he's had a chat and he doesn't fancy it. I don't know what's changed in last week. I have no idea. You know, we, you know, none of us were, were there. Um, but Steve, you've mentioned him. Obviously, um, he was your number one choice. Uh, you must be happy with that, wasn't you?
3: Yes, I, I think out of all the names linked, um, I think he was, in my opinion, the most exciting candidate. Um, I'm, I'm delighted that it looks like he's, he's getting the job. Um, I think you'll, you'll give everybody a boost certainly the supporters I would hope the majority of the supporters will be you know not saying over, super, super excited but I think reasonably excited with the appointment he brings he's got a, had a great career he's a young coach who's highly thought of in the game he's worked under Jose Mourinho at Manchester United and Ali Solskjaer he's, he's, he's managed Manchester United in I think it was three games as caretaker I think you'll have some good contacts in the game Um with Manchester United and other, other clubs like all the good players do whether it be your Rooney your Lampard your Gerrard they have good contacts in the game he'll be no different Um, I'm hoping and I believe that he's bringing in two experienced coaches alongside him I had a bit of crack with Craig Johns from the Gazette and he thinks it's two coaches who were experienced two possibly at Premier League clubs at the moment who could be joining joining him I think that's really important I think you know as well had under woodgate when he came with no experience alongside him he struggled you know really badly he needed that 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 person to speak to and advise alongside him and woodgate never had that i think i believe carrick will i think that's really really important i almost think the important the, the appointment of his assistant will be almost as important as, as him coming to the club i was quite pleased that carrick sort of he didn't turn down, but he wasn't sure about it because he had some concerns, apparently, about um, recruitment and uh, bringing his own men in. I like the fact that he's obviously stood up a little bit to Steve Gibson on that one and and said, if you want this, I need, th- these are the terms and conditions why I'm going to come. And Steve Gibson's obviously went the away, had to think about it and thought, you're the man for me and went back for him a second time and had more talks and it looks like he's going to be appointed this week and will probably be at the Riverside on Saturday against Huddersfield obviously probably not taking the team but hopefully be appointed as manager by then and I think that will give everybody a, a, a lift um, before Saturday I think, it's a, I think it's a really really good appointment and I just hope Steve Gibson backs into the hilt um, certainly in January in the you know we start to have a little bit more positivity about the place because I think the, the 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 fans at the moment are on a real low, and I think it's really important to generate that positivity back around the club.
0: Right, absolutely right. Um, he has come highly recommended. Um, it's your know, word is that uh, Gareth Southgate is Tom Gibson. You know he's the he's the man to go for. Um, but like you said, Dave, you know he's got to have some experience behind him as well and hopefully, you know, the coaches he brings in will have that because, you know, there's nothing worse than a rookie manager having not quite enough behind him. I mean, you know, we can go back as recently as Jonathan Woodgate. You know, I know he had, you know, I know he had Leo behind I know he had Robbie Keane with him and he had Danny Coyne as well, but didn't scream experience, did it? You know, but, uh so he's gotta get that bit right You have know, the voices behind him that are gonna give him the right sound advice to you know to, to make the right decisions on and off the pitch and say hopefully he's got control of the
1: transfers as
0: well. But JD, are you happy with um, the prospect of Michael Carrick taking the uh, the rounds of the side?
1: Yeah, 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 I'm okay. Yeah. Um from the sort of list of candidates, yes, um I'm happy. Obviously. It's um, it's a big it's a, it's a big gamble, rookie manager. Uh, a great career uh, as a player, um, and like Steve said, he's um, he had uh, Mourinho had faith in him to to install him as a coach while he was manager at uh, Man United. So Mourinho saw something in him. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, rookie manager. Always a gamble. We've done we've done rookies before, and they've worked, and some haven't worked. So, yes, I, I am pleased. Uh, you know, uh, the, last week it was it was looking, uh, according to the bookies, um, that Lee Catenmore was the favourite. That wouldn't have inspired me personally, um, but Michael Carrick does. So, I hope that this is. Um, the right appointment and and I'll be behind it from from day one
0: yeah he's um yeah he saved my season ticket because I wouldn't have gone back if uh, cat got him so uh I'm I'm delighted that um with the No, I don't know what's you know it has been agreed in you know, the last week you know what what's changed but um I say he's got he's got be back big time and uh, he'll be allowed to do it as he wants to do it john you happy with that one
2: yeah i think mean, we've mentioned in the last couple of weeks, the list wasn't particularly inspiring and he's had, like John said, he's had a good career. He seems like a nice character. You know what I mean? He's never, from what I remember, he's never really been in bother with a press or out like that or stuff going on outside of the game. So he's going to be a good role model for hopefully some of the young lads that are going to be coming through. And like, I think Steve said, he's got, he'll have big contacts in the game. Yeah. And, um, It'll be interesting to see what type of football he's going to play, because obviously he was only assistant at United, so it'll be interesting to see. But I think oh, Hopefully he comes in and it's a four, because like John said earlier, I, th- I still think we've got players to do pretty well in this league. They've just got to pull the socks up, and uh, let's hope it works. We're all on board with it anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, um,
0: the two noticeable results he had at the, um, the top with United, was he, he had the obviously the win at home at Arsenal and you got the draw away at Chelsea. Chelsea were flying at the time. Um, Notably in both of them games, he played a 4 4-2-3-1. He played his midfield was a bit different against Chelsea. He played um, Matic, McTomney, and Fred as his three. Obviously, you know, concert, you know, conservating as much as possible to take that point from Stamford Bridge because Chelsea were absolutely fine at the time. And he, you know. I like that as a coach as well, because he knew his he knew his expectations. He he, he didn't want to go that he what he knew what kind of result he could have got there and he got it. Whereas at Hull Arsenal, so he brought in a bit of attacking flair, a bit of attacking experience and got a win. So he's got the you know, he's got the knack to, to change it up and get results. So I quite like that he can change it quite quickly.
2: What's well, interesting you mentioned that formation there of the well, the top end of the pitch being a three and a one. So would, I think everyone here would be pretty happy to see Jones, Giles, McGree and Muniz as the three and the one. That would scare a lot of teams in this division.
0: It would. I say. It's, it's something I would have looked at on Saturday as well. As I say. I, I'd have, if you're going to bring Bowler on, I'd have, I'd have kept Giles on in front of him and played and played Bowler and Giles and Jones in Steel. I know that Steel came off for for Jones, but I'd have took one of the centre-halves off because i say... The, the the three wasn't working. Um so, yeah. I tell you what I'm
3: pleased about boys as well. Um obviously Middlesbrough's sort of Achilles heel at the moment's the midfield. I don't think it'll take Michael Carrick long to work out what the problem is with the midfield and who's good enough, who's not, and how he's going to change it, maybe he's in January. And, and secondly, I'm I'm also pleased that when you go back through Middlesbrough, when you go Chris Wilder was a defender, Neil Warnock was it? Was he? What? You never played at the top level. Um. And then you go. Gary Monk was a defender. You go. Um. Tony Mowbray was a defender. Aito Karanka was a defender. It's it's actually nice to bring in a, a manager that likes to play the beautiful game. He's a he was a top talented midfielder. Played football the right way, and I think it, it might just enhance some of our problems at the football club. I think it's been a problem for a while. At the moment, we're getting run by Leo per- uh, Perkovic, who's a goalkeeper. You know, it, it might be nice to have a a, a voice on the touchline that's, you know, of more attacking intent. Shall we say, might bring some of the some of the attacking talent on, um, than, than than the voices of the past. Let's hope so. Well,
1: yeah, um, right. it's it's a big call, but I give Um he, he, he could have he could have gone safe and he could have got, uh, got shall we say an experienced manager in uh, or an experienced coach in, um, but you know he's 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 pushed the boat out um, probably in wages I would imagine and um, and what 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 demands I would imagine Carrick would want um, to allow him to to work at, at the club. But again, Gibble was um, pushed the board out and took a big gamble, you know, because there was a lot of fans um, pointing the finger at him.
3: Let's hope a no. back to him as well. That's what we need. Yeah. We need, to, we need to be backed. It. But um,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I just, while you were saying that here about, you know, the, the positions that our managers have placed, the last midfielder we brought in as a manager, um, fully enough came from United. Robert. So and there you go. <laughs> and he didn't he didn't do too bad, did he? You know, he's had a couple of a couple of promotions on his resume. He uh, brought in some some of the best players I've I've ever seen play for this football club. Um so you know it, 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 you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's gonna live up to that. I don't know. We will never know um until he's given a go and hopefully next couple of days he's, he's confirmed, so
1: you know, we're all behind
0: him and um yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, we should be yeah, all the best a success.
1: Well, that's it. Nobody can argue with his playing pedigree. You know, but he takes that knowledge and the short experience he's had coaching uh, and 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 does well at Middlesbrough. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. He's won everything possible at um, at club level. So, you know, did you crossed. did you see that that the day
3: that apparently he was at the club as, an, as a as a nine year old schoolboy for two or three years at Middlesbrough, Michael Carrick? Really. And also, apparently, his dad also represented Middlesbrough reserve level. So i uh, just seen that stat pop up today. So is it, is, is it meant to be? And apparently, this is from Anthony Vickers, this one. Apparently, Middlesbrough's first ever goal scorer was called Carrick in a 1 0 win against Newcastle at St. James's Park in 1900 or something, 1901 or something. So there you We're go. Maybe it's written in the. Maybe it's written in the stars.
0: <laughs> there you go. All written. It's all written. You know, you heard it here first. It's All written. Um. No, good luck. say if he comes in. He's got all old backing, and um, it might be bad news too, Steve, because you might not be our favourite Johnny anymore. Um, but you know, we'll cross, <laughs> we'll cross. that bridge when we get to it. But um, you know, I said before I talk about Wigan, I did say I put something out about, you know, spend a bit of positivity because, you know, if you, you know, like you lads have said, we do talk honestly, you know, we, we, you know, we don't, we don't sugarcoat anything, we just say it as it is. And the last few weeks have been quite negative, you know what I mean? And, and, and obviously rightly so because it's been a, it's been a tough time, it's been horrible um, at the moment. But, you know, I did ask a few people, you know, what they were saying online and, you know, lots of things were coming back to me, but it was all basically around, I mean, the funniest one was, um, well, if we carry on like, it's not slump at Christmas, <laughs> which was absolutely right, because, you know, it can't get any worse than it is at the moment, so, uh, but everybody recognises the squad's there, the input, you know, the nucleus of the squad is there, we just need to work out how to get the best out of them again, you know, and they need to, pull the socks up and get stuck in and, and really pull the finger out and show the fans that they do give a shit and the work backing. So, and play for that badge on the chest because that's all we ever asked. So, you know, lots of positivity uh, through the fan base skill. So, you know, we're not all downhearted and down-breasted and all of So you know, it, it but, will get better. It will get better.
1: Um, I, think Carrick, uh, I think Carrick will identify as as most fans do, where our problems lie in the main, and I'm sure he can sort that out. Um, I'm sure he can sort that out because that's that, that's his natural. I'm talking about midfield. I I believe that's um, that's our Achilles heel in the team, and I'm sure he can sort that out.
3: Just just to put me me start right from before from Anthony Vickers, what it was was 1902. Middlesbrough beat Newcastle in the 1st to his derby, and his goal scorer was Carrick. So that was the start by Anthony Vickers. Um, but regarding Michael Carrick as well, which is a point, it's quite a tough start for him because he's obviously not going to be proper manager on against Huddersfield. He won't have any say on the tactics and stuff, even if he is installed as man, manager on Friday or Saturday. He's not going to be manager as such on the day. He's only going to have one home game before the World Cup starts. Because yeah, the, way the, fixtures, the way the fixtures go, we're away twice now. And then I think he's got a home game against Bristol City. And then we're away at the Blackpool. And I think it might be Norwich yeah. before the before the World Cup starts. So, you know, we're only going to probably see one game with Michael Carrick at the Riverside before the World Cup starts.
2: So it's quite a, quite a difficult time for him to come in, I think, when you look at it. I think you might be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if he is in charge for Saturday. wouldn't surprise me if he's pitched at the game tomorrow night taking training Thursday morning. He'll have watched games. If he's been in talks for a week, he'll have been watching our games for a week. I think he might be in charge for Saturday.
0: Yeah, he won't come in blind, will he? You know, he'll, he'll, have, he'll have sat. He possibly might have even sat before today and said, right, you know, give me a lowdown of what I've got to work with. I, I, you know, give me, give me everything about them. Because he want he you know, he'll want to hit the ground running. Like you said there, our next seven games... Two of them are at home. We say Oldfield and um, who's the other one? Who was the other Bristol, one? City. Bristol City. City. Exactly. You know, so we, obviously we've got Mr. Wigan, Hull, Preston, Blackpool, and Norwich. So it's 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 a really tough time for them to come in, and um, it's quite a vital part of the time of the season as well because you don't want to go into that World Cup like for stoppage on the where we are. Because we're going to be sat here for four or five weeks, I mean, shit, how do we get this race? Right? Because once we come back after the World Cup, it's 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 high octane. It's 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 all go again because we've got so many games to fit in in such a small space of time. So
3: we haven't won an away game all season. So if he does come in and makes a little bit of an impact in the in the away fixtures and gets with some some away points, that will have to be looked at as a fantastic start if he can somehow yeah. manage it. Absolutely,
1: they really would. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, look, just look at the next two games. We, we've got a chance to pick up points in the next two games. So that's what we've got to be looking at before he that comes in. Starts tomorrow, yeah.
0: Exactly, and that's where we. That's that's worked out quite nice, and that's where we go to. Obviously, we go into tomorrow's game now. Um, we're in a way. Um, in a way, I'm quite glad they beat Blackburn at home last week because that was their first home win. And if they didn't win that game and we were going there and they were chasing their first home win, we all knew what was coming. It's 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 been happening for years. If you need a win against us or you've, you've had a run and you need it to stop, come play us. You know what I mean? Especially this time as well. But, JG, we're obviously making the trip down to Lancashire um, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what kind of changes do you want to see from that team which could be Leo's last team he's stopped, He stopped on me I think he's gone I <laughs> think he's dropped off
1: no no so I'm here
0: what, what kind of what kind of changes are you, are you expecting to see tomorrow night at the um, is, it, is it still the DW uh, yes it is yeah yeah I believe
1: so Go on.
0: what kind of changes do you want to see
1: I, I want to see Giles and Jones start. I want to see Muniz and Akpom start together. Um and they they're my sort of that's my basic um changes uh, I, I, and the rest can, can fall into place but uh, that that's what I want to see Two forwards playing together and I want to see two wide men delivering quality balls in to feed our two forwards. Yeah,
2: I
0: agree with that. Um, John, come to
2: you. What are you expecting from tomorrow night? Uh, we, we say it all the time. Every game in this division is pretty tough. Uh, I'd like to see us go 4-2-3-1 with the four four forwards, the ones that I mentioned earlier. Bowler, Fry, Lenehan, Dyke, Steele, Obviously, Stefan and Gold then pick any of the two midfielders that can just sit in front of them and really have a go at them. I want to, like I said, them, fo- them four going forward will be a threat for anyone. And and we look like we're going to concede goals every game, so we need to score. So I, I'd go with that, 4-2-3-1. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was just looking at the uh, the Wigan team
0: from Saturday. They, they play a 3-4-3. Three, Obviously, you know, you know, centers at the top with Charlie Wake up front. who obviously, got the goal on Saturday. But um, you know, I think a four-two-three-one works well around that because you can, you can really isolate their midfield and get, they get stuck into their back line. So you know, I, I agree with that. I think a four-two-three-one or four-three-three. You know, just have a go. Have a just, go. Cause we we how many games have we started slow this season?
2: Too many. Just quickly. Just quickly, while you mentioned his name, just a bit of a... He's went through a lot, Charlie, in the last year and a half or so. You know what I mean? He he had a a really serious incident on the training pitch at Wigan. His life was saved by the doctor. So it's good, first and foremost, it's good to see him back on the football pitch and scoring goals. He's he's a fellow smoggy like all of us. He was at the club when he was a young lad. So well done to him for doing that, but let's hope he doesn't score tomorrow, obviously.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope, give him a round of applause at the start,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and then you know we don't give him anything else to work on.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's got my he's got my respect. He's you know he's deserved every bit of success he's had, and um, you know it's good to see him back on the pitch and starting again. So I do you know it just takes a little bit of a pause tomorrow night uh, in doing so. But Steve, what kind of change do you, do you want to see made? Because obviously he's got, we need to make a couple of changes to get put right what we put, did on Saturday.
3: Um, as I alluded to earlier, I'd like to see we well, have a go. I'd love it to go with to back four and and have a go. And if that means it's an end end game, I'll, I'll I would fancy just outscore Wigan and get the three points. I don't think that will happen somehow. I don't think Leo will make too many changes to what he's been doing so far. Um, and if that's the case, I'll go with JD and say, well, if you're going to keep it similar formation, please have Jones and Giles as your as your wing backs, and please have. Palm and when he's up the front. Um, but me personally, I would be playing a back four and, and and having a having a bit of a go at them. And I think the fans that travel down there tomorrow night would accept that if the team on the pitch put a bit of fight in and had a go. Um and I, I would fancy Middlesbrough out score Wigan if we did that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, so I'll, I'll, the only thing that's left for me is, is star predictions. I'll come back to you, JJ, with your with your hat on. Um <laughs> what star prediction for tomorrow night?
1: 2-1, uh, Middlesbrough.
0: First goal scorer.
1: Moon There
0: you go. You 33 to 1 if you want that. Um on my joke, I haven't got a sponsor yet. I'm still chasing it. Um Steve, i come to you. Um, uh, Subsection.
3: Head says one one. Heart says two one. Middle's breath will just nick it. And I normally go
2: with my heart, so I'll see a two one. Lovely. John, round the I'm Gonna say a band stormer tomorrow on a four two win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh. And
2: I, unlike unlike Steve, I will be surprised if we play with a back five tomorrow. Yeah, very surprised.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna second that. I, I think we go four three three. I think Leo found something that he liked on Saturday in that second half. We'll go four three three. We'll give it a right goal, and I see us winning three 0 tomorrow night. You may
3: as well you may as well go and he shield Leo in his last game and okay. just have
2: a go. And this this is what made me, this is what makes me think that Steve second half was a lot better on Saturday and it's it's a free hit for him so go, go for it I think he might tomorrow I'd be surprised if he doesn't totally agree I hope
0: he does yeah I hope he does and um, they say free if I think three 0 I think I think we'll, we'll get stuck in the women uh, yeah give it a right call and hopefully we uh, if this is if this is Leo's last game hopefully uh, we go out on a on a high for him. Um, but,
1: Let's let's bombard him with the text. Put the put the thought in his head, and like you say, if he wins. It's a fifty percent win success rate, which is not bad for a manager.
0: No, exactly. not bad at all. Um, let say I could go at the stats of previous managers. Um, I won't obviously, but no, it's just not a bad it's not a bad way to go out. So fingers crossed, and um, obviously we'll try again after Huddersfield. I'll push yourself for prediction against Huddersfield. I'll start with you, John, because you're looking at me. Um I'll come you in your bed there. Go on, give me your prediction.
2: Two wins in a week and a 2 0 victory on Saturday. Love that. Love that. Steve. If Michael Taric's appointed before the game,
3: Middlesbrough I'll win two one. If Michael Carrick's not appointed before the game, ones
1: each. Okay. GG. Um, i we'll are just feel the play tonight. Currently getting beat 1 0 by Preston. Um, yeah, I will say 2 0 Middlesbrough on Saturday. Yeah, so that's I'm, I'm going for six point. Play-
0: the, the, the playoffs are back on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it takes. Uh, it's all it takes. So, no, you have to, see, right? I add, I add. I'd say that as well. Two 0 Saturday. Um, I think we're like two wins in a week. I think if you if you're gonna start your season, I think this is this is the best week to start
3: it, you know. Shall we just say that, you know, because nobody can see where like, you know, we can see each other, but people who are listening tomorrow and tonight can't see where honestly, none of what are drinking either. There's no alcohol gone down on this pod. Nope. So there you go.
0: Not just a drop. Um, I'll save that for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, totally. two, weeks, two
1: wins. And a... <laughs> you are and no powder, and no bungs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, we're we're, we're, all, we're all clean here. It's um, we're all we're all hundred percent sober. Um, so, but no, you're absolutely right. It's um, yeah, two weeks in a week, two wins in a week. I think we'll um also, you know, we'll be back quite positive again. And how about that for a positive
2: podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. we might all be hundred percent sober. I don't know if we're all a hundred percent same. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: oh. well, that, let's
0: let's sort of a few people. Exactly, exactly. And that was my that was my point. Um, and I'll I'll bring it to a close there on a nice positive note. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much for uh for bringing some positive light on it all, and um i popping on to chat with me. uh Steve is still our favourite, Johnny for now. Um, thank you so much. For I've only life. got a few days.
3: I've only got a few days
0: left. Yeah, exactly. You have still, you've got plenty of days left. To talk to you about that. Um, thank you so much for popping on. Uh, John, good to see you again as usual. JD, I'll see you in your your lampshade hat tomorrow night. Um. Um. And yeah, thank you very much for listening, subscribing, liking, commenting, getting in touch, getting in touch involved. Obviously, you've got a few of your comments out there. And um yeah, if you want to you want to come on and chat with us, um you'll have to pass a test. If you chat enough shits, we'll let you on. If not, you might have to learn how to. Um, but yeah, it's not exclusive. Come and chat to us, we we'll do it for you. Um, and yeah, hopefully this time next week, we'll have a chat again and we'll have two wins on the board, a new manager in charge a bit of positivity about the world again so I'll leave it there and leave it dirty up the borough be seeing you up the borough
3: up the borough